Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. Happy Wednesday. This episode is guaranteed to make your day a little bit brighter because I have finally brought my best friend Caleb on the podcast. So I feel like there's so many things I want to say. I brought Caleb on the podcast because he is one of my friends that I've been friends with for 10 years. And you're going to hear the tea behind our friendship during the episode, during the interview, which is really funny. But we've known each other for 10 years Uh, almost 11 years, which is absolutely crazy. And he's really been the number one person by my side throughout my entire spiritual journey, literally through all of it. And, And I don't just mean like a friend who's watched me grow because I have several of those that have been here the whole time, but a friend who's really actively participated in my spiritual development and grown a lot himself. And I talk about this in the episode. He really proved to me that our quote unquote normal friends can make the transition and the change to become spiritual and grow with you. We just have to allow them that permission to make the decision for themselves. Because I was really afraid after study abroad that nobody would want to hang out with like this positive version of me. Nobody would want to change in this same direction, right? Like I just kind of thought that, oh, maybe I'd be bound by just having negative friends like my whole life, or maybe they just wouldn't ever really get it, the spiritual side of things. And that scared me. But Caleb was my first friend who really showed me that wasn't true, that they can make the decision to go on the journey with you. And I hope this episode inspires you to reach out to some of your friends and let them know that you're going through a spiritual development or a spiritual awakening. You know, send them this podcast, see what they, you know, how they vibe with it. That was a big thing for me. I, when I started to kind of break the ice with my friends on spirituality, I would have them watch like pick a card tarot readings with me on YouTube. And we would just share different card readings that we liked and slowly they would get more and more into it. And I'd be like, oh, I'm listening to this podcast. And I would send them the link to an episode and they'd be like, wow, that was so good. And I just gave them the opportunity to be a part of it. And they can choose not to, but at least giving them the option I feel like is so important. And we're really scared to do that fairly often because we just don't know how they're gonna react, if they're gonna judge us, if they're gonna make fun of us. But at the end of the day, if you offer that to them, you offer them up a podcast episode that's changed your life. You tell them to go watch one of my master classes. You tell them, follow me on Instagram, you know, whatever it is, maybe reading a spiritual book, you ask if you can pull a card for them. If they say yes, that journey can fully change their lives. And I'm speaking on this from experience because I've had like two of my close friends really go down this path with me and watching them completely change and flourish into different confident, trusting certain humans has been so wonderful. So you guys are going to love this. We talk about everything 
from how we met to things that Caleb's learned from me, things I've learned from Caleb and exactly lessons like the one I just explained. All of you guys' questions, what it's like having spiritual friends, breaking the ice with people. Um, somebody even asked our take on your network. Is your net worth? So we talked about how relationships are so invaluable and everything in between. And then for the best part of it, we talked about how Caleb is my good luck charm, something that we always say and joke about. So you guys will understand what that means throughout this episode. I'm really excited for you to dive in. And if you've been wondering a lot about manifesting friends, this will be a great start. And I think next week I might go into depth specifically on how to manifest spiritual friends as well. So that's what you have to look forward to this week. We have our life updates in the episode. Caleb gives an update on himself. I give my update and I just wanted to pop on and give our sponsor for the week, Bougie Bitch Bootcamp. My six week ass kicking up leveling program is starting next week. This course is for the woman who wants the luxury of freedom of time, freedom of decision, where you don't feel bound by any one thing, right? Because you know you can always figure it out and you know that you are deserving as fuck for anything that you want. That is what this program is about. We're talking about energetic boundaries. We're talking about money. We're talking about bougie vibes. Like the whole thing is about energy, right? Like think about the wealthiest people that you know of, right? I think of like instantly Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, and Warren Buffett. I have observed all of these people, whether it's in person, I've seen and I've seen Warren Buffett in person speak before. I have watched so much with the Kardashians. It's like Everything about them is just a vibe. It's just a certainty they carry with themselves. And that's what changes everything. So we're focusing heavily on that in the program. Deservingness, worthiness, the really mastering the art of receiving, which boils down to the art of desire and so much more in this program. It's going to be so good. Six weeks live with me. It's going to be fucking crazy. So the details and the pricing and the payment plans, it's all in the link in the show notes. Check it out. Join us today. When you hop in, you actually get all of the old videos. So I've run this program before. So there's already six modules in there and you get to binge all of those as pre-work. So go join now. Join us. Join me and the other like 28 women who are in absolutely crazy. And I will see you inside. Okay, let's get into the episode. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? I can't do this seriously. <laughs> this is the Mind to Magic Manifestation Podcast. Hello, hi. I am here with my best friend Caleb today, and it's going to be a time. We have our video on, so I can't promise anything super serious, but also you're going to get good value out of everything, of course. So, this is my best friend Caleb. We have been friends for, well, in my mind, we've been friends for about 10 chill, years. Chill. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Uh, we met in middle school. We went to high school together and yeah, just been best friends for a very long time. Basically family at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's the one person in the world who knows me probably better than I know myself, which is really scary. So I thought I would bring him on. Most people, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, I'm at the Michaela J know Caleb from us hanging out all of the time <laughs> and <laughs> me showing our shenanigans in France and just different things that we do. So I thought it was time to bring him on the podcast. So welcome, Caleb. Welcome. It's so nice to be here. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> it is nice trying to, to keep it cool. 
<laughs> if you guys should see this setup, Caleb is in his closet underneath his clothes. Like <laughs> literally underneath. I wanted good audio clothes. for the for for the followers, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just, no, it's beautiful. Small spaces, unlike many other people, I feel small spaces make me feel safe. I love mm. going in my closet. Mm, comforted comforted protected <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about lots of different things I wanted to give you guys an insight into kind of like our conversations me and Caleb go everywhere from TikTok meme vine references literally things that just don't make sense and inside jokes all the way to like analyzing the emotional immaturity of our parents our trauma life purposes full contracts and everything in between. So I know you guys will think it's super interesting to hear the things we talk about. I also asked if you guys had questions, if you guys had lots of good questions about how we've grown together, what it's like being my friends, like how, what things that Caleb learned from me and just on my journey. And we're going to talk about why Caleb is my good luck charm. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. All right. Let's get into our life updates. You guys know every episode we do a life update. So Caleb, tell me what's been going on in your life lately. Um, well, my life has honestly been pretty great. Um, I've had this last week off of work, which has been absolute bliss. Truly, I <laughs> true joy. <laughs> true joy. I it just it's just such a good time to just relax and like refill your cup. And I have definitely needed that after a couple of rough shifts at work. Um, I guess you, since you guys don't know, um, I am a nurse, a critical care nurse. I work in an ICU. And so I deal with very stressful, very intense situations on the regular. And so I just kind of need sometimes some free time to just live my life a little bit and recharge. I've been doing, I've been taking naps, which I never get to do. Beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah and Caleb is the perfect perfect example of learning to like hold energy even when you like work a normal job right because obviously you guys see me and I work for myself I make my own schedule like you're like yeah of course Michaela you can hold a lot of energy and manifest all these things because you're like literally job is to manifest things and teach people but it's like Caleb is like literally handling energy from all the patients he works with his own life and friends and also you have to do a lot of homework at your job um so it's like yeah (laughs) handling that so Caleb's a really great example um like the practical nine to five or side even though he he works 12 hour shifts nine to five nine to five side of the world um so yeah Caleb gets to be our example of what a quote-unquote normal job looks like with manifestation as well what have you been doing in your time off napping Um, what else Let's see, napping. Um, I socialized with some of my friends, so that was great. Um, one of my mm-hmm. friends is in town. She kind of travels from in town here in Omaha, where I live, and to Florida. Um, and so she's in town, so I've got to see her, which has been great. Um, I've been playing video games. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and I've done. I did a lot of cooking, also, um, which is also you an cook, activity. You clean. Wow. I, I know for real. I still have a ring, but it's fine. No. <laughs> you got to flip the equation, maybe. Maybe that's the answer. We'll see. Don't cook, don't clean, and then get the ring. Hmm. I haven't thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll try it. I'll just become dirty. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Kinky. I know, right? <laughs> 
cooking. What have you been cooking? What's been your favorite thing to cook lately? Right now, I have been cooking spaghetti squash. I have been making Yum. spaghetti squash. I have made it two different ways so far. So I made it one way with like a marinara vegetable sauce. And then this time that I just cooked it yesterday, I made it um, like a pesto, kind of inspired by Yum. like your pesto recipe. So I have just like a bunch of vegetables, like broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, onion, mushrooms, um, and then just like a pesto sauce. And then you just mix it all in with the spaghetti squash once it cooks in the oven and it's just delectable and it's so healthy. It's literally just eating vegetables and it's just satisfactory. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. vibe. I love that. Caleb's basically mostly vegan um, in the way that he eats. Yeah, not like labeled but mostly for the most part yeah except for the in and out he gets when he comes here but we <laughs> can't <eat>. resist <laughs> yes okay beautiful any other life updates you want to share um no beautiful <laughs> that would be all no heart <laughs> <laughs> um so my life update what have i been up to recently i've been so busy i've been out and about in la a lot you guys know i talked about downloading bumble bff i've made a lot of different friends some of which i've hung out with um twice now i'm like actually building friendships instead of like friends speed dating <laughs> so that's been really busy and when i moved here i had like two friends who I already knew here and I haven't been able to see them as much. And then they want to hang out this week. So I feel like I'm just in and out of the house like crazy lately, but it's been so good. And I actually had a podcast interview before this and Caleb, we've talked about this before. Um, and she had mentioned the concept of like waiting. And I feel like for so long, I was just like waiting to go out and do things in LA, but it's like, mm. what the fuck are we ever waiting on? You know, it's like, yeah. Like, what am I expecting to just pop in? I don't know. So I've just been going out and doing all the things that it's been really great. I've been really tired. And I actually only have four weeks left to 75 hard. Can you believe wow. it? Wow. Time flies. Right? It's gone by so fast. I cannot wait to drink alcohol again. That's been the hard yeah. part about going out. Like, all these nice restaurants. I went to Catch last night. And, like, everybody's, like, popping bottles. And I'm, like, over here sipping oh. water and, like, fucking Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shirley so Temple sad. slap. They really do slap. So, and it's been a great time. I'm going to record a podcast episode for you guys next week on manifesting friends and what that's been like. And there's so much inner work on that too. You know, like Caleb, your focus in like college is like meeting people and you've done that really mm-hmm. successfully. It's like, and you'll agree with me, there's a lot of inner work you have to do around it because it's like, oh, sometimes you're with people and you're like, am I being fun? Am I interesting enough? Or oh, are they bored? Or like, oh, should I make plans with this person? It's just like, there's so much inner chatter that goes with friends. Like, what's your take on that? Um, I actually wrote this down in my notes, but mm-hmm. so I'm glad you brought it up because um, it was under the question, am I like a good manifester or whatever? And oh, yeah. one of the things that you had, you had just brought that up was in college, my freshman year, I was in kind of a toxic Um, friend group situation and then I also broke up with my significant other around that time so once I had went into my sophomore year of college I was kind of alone Mm -hmm. and it um, allowed for a lot of self-reflection I feel in my life I was able to kind of see what I wanted and also to figure out kind of who I am and Mm -hmm. I think something that came from that was being comfortable with just kind of being alone like it was really the start of being okay with being with yourself And then as soon as I stopped kind of worrying about like, oh, I don't have like a big group to sit with in class. Like I just have a couple people or, you know, some acquaintances. And then from there, 
I was able to like blossom almost. And I was able to push a lot of the negative thoughts out of my head that revolved around friendship. And I absolutely made like at least five to like eight lifelong friends in college. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I don't think everyone gets. And so I feel very lucky that I was able to kind of do that work and meet amazing people and truly transform my life. Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like for me, I went through something similar just being here in LA, like being out here away from everybody. And and just so you guys know, like me and Caleb went to different universities as well. Like we lived in different cities, Mm -hmm. but like being away away, I'm like, okay, I have to be that much more intentional about connecting with people, you know, like, well, me and Caleb talk like every fucking day. It's just kind of like (laughs) a routine. So that's never like anything different, but it's like, for me, I have to make sure I'm like talking to my mom often and like connecting with my brother and like FaceTiming my friend Tara a lot and just like being more intentional about the relationships I have. And I think that goes with what you're saying about having a relationship with yourself as well and not worrying about that big group and just focusing on what you have now. It's like the practice of manifesting, just being grateful for now because then you manifest more to be grateful for. Mm, So that's something that's really changed for me. And also the inner game too. That's something that I definitely want to talk more on with like manifesting friends, maybe next week. It's like when you are your own friend, you just attract more people who want to be your friend because that's just the vibe. Yeah, I think you, once you allow yourself to, to come to that point, I think people are able to see you for you a little more. You kind of, you kind of remove some of those masks and then yeah. be surprised. Like people actually like you for you, <laughs> like not I don't, like right. people, you know what I mean? Like people don't see you. I used to kind of think people would see me as like utility. Like I was useful, mm. but um, like I was able to help with homework. I was able to, buy your dinner or something you know what I mean but once you kind of I kind of got over that and just saw myself as me I feel like I had much more like enriched friendships come after that Mm. Ooh, that's so juicy so it's like seeing your own value of just being you Mm -hmm. and that brings more aligned friendships and it's like you guys might be in the point where you're like oh I don't have many friends or how many spiritual friends And you're like, you just have to value yourself more. And then you call in the more valuable friendships. And I feel like honestly, that's something that I was going through for a while. And it's like how all the people that I've had in my life for a very long time, I love them so much. And it was like, I had to also value myself as much as I valued them to bring in other friendships. So it's like every phase of your life is just prepping you for the next. And I feel like my time went here in LA when we weren't, when people weren't going out, we were still in our quarantine. It was a good time for me to start to see my own value of just like being me. Mm-hmm. So then I could call in those friends. Exactly. I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. That's so good. So that's the my mm-hmm. life update and we'll have to do, I'll have to do a solo episode on manifesting friends. We can go so much deeper on that, even though that's a lot of what we'll be talking about today since Caleb is my friend so so we're gonna start off by diving into you guys's questions I asked on Instagram what you guys wanted to hear us talk about and I thought we've got a good variety um but Caleb you kind of already answered this one somebody asked is Caleb a badass manifester like you um so you definitely said the friend thing is there anything else you wanted to touch on with that um, yeah, um, 
I would just like to answer that question directly and say, absolutely, I am a great manifester. Um, I, especially in college, I, I mean, I was able to manifest like competitive exclusive internships that helped me with my career path. I solidified my job six months before I even graduated. I mean, and there was, there's one time specifically that kind of helped formulate and helped me kind of truly believe in what Michaela teaches um, and it kind of goes with this topic of kind of college and manifesting is that I remember one time we sat down and you were helping me with manifesting money and you were like mm -hmm. write out all the things you want all the things you need for your month like your expenses whatever or like over the next like month or two maybe yeah and so I, I wrote all of that down I wrote all of that down like added it all up added in like a little spending money and then like a week, it was like less than a week later, I got my refund check from college like earlier than everyone else. And it was like almost the, it was a little more than the exact amount of like what we added up. Like yeah. it was mind blowing, like how easily that worked. Like once I like put my mind to it. Yeah, I remember that. We were like, what the fuck? And I was yeah, like, it was yeah, crazy. bitch, <laughs> it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Caleb is a good manifester. And also I will say like Caleb is the type who's really smart and doesn't have to try or study. So that's another manifestation Jeez. in itself. It's like, oh yeah, well, of course I'm going to pass the test. Like, of course I'm going to do just fine. It's just like a part of who you are. Oh yeah. I just, especially when it comes to my goals and like career goals, there is absolutely nothing stopping me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to do it and I'm going to, I also going to live my life like while I do it if that makes mm -hmm. sense like I'm going to also enjoy my time like in college I was like the person that sat in the back the person that kind of dicked around in class mm -hmm. and because I just like had that trust that I knew everything was going to be okay like I mm -hmm. didn't need to sit up in the front I didn't need to study two weeks out before a test because like I knew I was going to pass like I don't know does that make sense yeah and like what you guys hear here is like really deep certainty is what it is. It's certainty mm -hmm. around career goals. It's certainty about your intelligence and certainty about how you go through life. And I feel like everybody has an area they're super certain and confident in. And for you, it's like always, you've always been good at school. You've always, you know, any job you want, you can get the job. It's never been a question. And that's why we need to be in all the areas of our life. Like I know there's people listening who are like, wow, like that sounds like it was so easy for you. And it's like, yeah, because I, that was just the expectation, you know, mm -hmm. you get what you expect. So like level the fuck up on your expectations if you want more. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Period. 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 <laughs> so yes, to answer the question, Caleb is a badass manifester. <laughs> yes. Like me. <laughs> okay. Next question. What's the most impactful thing you've learned and implemented from me? <laughs> okay, so I kind of have two things because I think they rival in importance. Ooh, okay. So the first thing, and I don't think you necessarily say this directly mm -hmm. um, and you don't teach it in this way, but this is kind of how I think about it. Yeah. Um, it's essentially the quote, get over yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Amen. truly, like, like stop holding yourself back, like get out of your head, push back your ego, push away those fears and just truly like living your life out of love, like out of love, out of success and 
just trusting that everything is going to work out and be okay. Yeah, that's and, like the art of like living in desire. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do you want? And go create that. It's really like when I say fuck the how, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't care how, I don't care what excuses come up. I don't care what fears are like going on in my head. Like, I'm just going to go do it anyway. And that connects perfectly with like your certainty that you were explaining about school and work. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was getting over the how is one of the hardest things for me since I'm just, I'm so practical and I also like my things planned out. So when I have that middle chunk missing of like me wanting something and then me getting something, having that entire Mm -hmm. middle section gone was like very frightening for me. Yeah. But you kind of, as you just go on and you grow and you mature, you kind of get over it and you realize that that kind of stuff doesn't worry or I'm sorry, doesn't matter as much in the end as long as you get what you want like what does it matter how you got it exactly like who the fuck cares and that's where I I've gotten to the point where I'm like I I mean I've been saying this for a year I don't give a fuck how I literally couldn't care less I just Mm -hmm. want my desire and I mean if we belong to these streets and that's how it's gonna happen that we belong to this to the streets that's fine (laughs) (laughs) um okay and then the second one the mm-hmm. second of the most important things I've learned from you, um, this one's going to be a little sentimental, so hold your hearts, Aww. but um, <laughs> it's how to accept love from others. Um, that Aww. was, oh, I know, <laughs> um, so cheesy, but um, but I just, me as a person, since you guys obviously don't know me, I used to be a very much different person, as Michaela was too. Um yeah. I used to just be very closed off, quick to hate, just didn't even want to deal with love or feelings or emotions. I had them. I had like way too many of them, but I would never deal with it. Hey, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, Michaela truly just helped me like open up my shell a little bit. And she was probably one of the first people ever in my life. I like let into my heart and like truly accept myself and know that I am worthy of love mm-hmm. yeah wow, wow. <laughs> how cute yeah cute. Caleb and like to paint the picture Caleb's like not a hugger and I am and I'm like hi yeah she hug. forces me to hug <laughs> yeah and I just I just remember you were like I'm not really a hugger the only people I hug are you and my mom <laughs> literally you my mom and my friend Margaret are the only three people I hug yeah she's the same way as you like she forces me to hug her and so (laughs) now I'm just like used to it but like I have those three people yeah no one else touches let me love you (laughs) (laughs) do not deflect compliments receive the love out of here yeah truly oh those are good ones good lessons there's something I was gonna say on that but I don't I don't remember anyways beautifully said happy to play a role oh yes I was about to say about how we used to be different people I think it'd be really interesting for you to tell people like how I used to be how you used to be yeah oh okay let's get into (laughs) it pre-transformational Michaela was and I say this all the time you guys know it was a completely different bitch self-reclaimed pessimist but it would be interesting I'm sure you guys are like what was that actually like? <laughs> what, did, what did it look like? And I, no, I wasn't a bad person, okay? Let's yeah. just put that out there. Yeah, but, she's definitely not a bad person, right? Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to tell the people, just like, I don't know, whatever. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so old Michaela was, I think, a bright soul at heart, but just had a lot of negative energy surrounding her, both on, from the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us really just didn't have the typical like family slash lifestyle that a lot of high school kids do. And so I feel like she just had a lot of external factors that almost inhibited her true potential, both school-wise, monetary-wise, spiritually, in almost every aspect. And um, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way, but like you, I, like you know, you mean like you you had said it earlier. You used to be so much more negative, and yeah. honestly, seeing you today, I, th- I was just thinking about this the other day. Like seeing you now, like being like just so bright compared to like when you used to be almost so dark yeah. is just the beauty in that transformation is just invaluable I mean Aww. it's just amazing and so I'm so glad I mean we used to get into like a little more antics in high school because yeah. we were <laughs> but <laughs> but um so that was kind of like the plus side but mm-hmm. um you're actually on time for things now, which is also good. She used to be oh, chronically yeah. late to school. I don't know how I, she got away with it. I was late. My senior of high school, I was late to school every single day. Every single day. There I, there wasn't a single day I was on time ever. Yeah. Yep. I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, there, was nobody there. there was nobody there to tell me to go to school. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. So, man, how crazy. Yeah, old Michaela. Poor dark soul, Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not interesting. It's like so many of us have these lives where we have trauma, we have experiences, and there's so many external factors. It's so easy to internalize them. You know, like we've both done that for so much of our lives until our spiritual transformations. And it's like that happens to so many people. I know everybody listening can relate to that. And for everything outside affects us inside. But that's why we do all this work and everything that I talk about here and the mindset and the manifestation stuff. Cause it's like, you create your world from the inside out. You don't have to play by what's being dealt to you on the outside and make that like your story. It's like, we're the co-creators. So you get to rewrite it. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because I look back at that part of my life and it's such a fascinating chapter and I, I love it and I wouldn't change any of it because it just shows how, how when we take control, things really do change so much. Oh, absolutely. Oh, what an interesting time. Yeah, me and Caleb really bonded over our trauma for so long. Um, yeah. That's us. Good times. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> okay, so our next question, let's see. Somebody asked, and we'd love to hear you guys' take on your network being your net worth. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, so when you presented that question to me, the after the first thing that came to mind was the theory of the six degrees of separation. I think we've talked about this uh, before, yeah. but it's essentially the idea or the theory where you are six social connections away from knowing pretty much anyone in the world. Like I know Michaela, Michaela knows a random dude named Fred, Fred knows a random girl named Bonnie, and Bonnie knows Post Malone. It's like amazing. <laughs> I'm like that. Like if you yeah. think about it, you're truly that close to anyone in the world. It makes the world feel so small in right. a world with 8 billion plus people or I don't know, whatever we're counting at these days. Yeah. I guess it's probably going down because of the pandemic. But sorry to be <laughs> insensitive, but- um, Population control, honey. <laughs> for real. <laughs> but um, 
And then another part that I was thinking about with this question was that social connections, whether it be strictly through friends or networking for more business slash work related purposes, those connections are invaluable. You can put a price on a bag, a plane ticket, whatever it is your heart desires, but you can't put a value on on a boss that actually cares about you when you're working and make sure making sure that you are succeeding in your role or a friend that's always there for you you can't put you can't put prices on that and mm -hmm. so i think that connections can exceed whatever cap a net worth can be at yeah definitely also funny that you say post malone because i know somebody who knows post parents <laughs> oh nice i know they like grew up in the same neighborhood as his parents so super random but i i agree with all of that and it's like when we place a lot of value and time and energy on our relationships, I feel like that's when life exponentially expands. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I'm like, because right now my number one priority is like all my relationships in my life. And I feel like mm. I'm happier, things go easier because you are really shifting on something that is true abundance, right? Like there is an abundance of conversations that we can have. There's an abundance oh, yeah. of like laughs and like deep conversations with all different people and things you can do and the energy that flows between people when you're hanging out or talking. And I think that just really affects your life. And for me with the net worth is your network. That's like such a tongue twister for me. It is. Um, <laughs> I think about scientifically our microbes that live in our microbiome. I love talking about this. Our microbes, like they, they make us feel certain things when they're craving certain things because they want to move. Right. So they like jump onto other people. And that's why people say you're like the sum of the five people you're around. It's because you're like sharing literally like microbes with them. And so if you want to be like a next level person, make sure you are physically, literally physically surrounded by those types of people, because you're going to take on their mm. habits because of the microbes moving back and forth. Right. So I think that's really crazy from a scientific standpoint, the, with like the seven connection thing, or I think six. it's I'm six, six people <laughs> thing um i don't know that's from like a communication perspective and then from an energy abundance standpoint mm -hmm. i just think the exchange and relationships is so valuable that absolutely it really does translate into all the areas of your life mm -hmm. yeah and i it's, there's just so many pieces to it as well because it's like I don't know. Net worth is usually based off of your money, but I think it's about so much more. It's like you're, I don't know. I just think it's so much deeper than money. It's like, who do you know? What is the work you're doing in the world? And like with the people, you know, you're having those different experiences. So that's building who you are. It also builds who you know, it builds where you've been and where you go, which also connects you to more people. So it's a very, I don't know, I guess potent idea. Zara's laying on the floor and she just like whined in her sleeves and I was like, but oh, Zara. <laughs> oh, Zara. Yeah. So she's like barking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say on that? Um, I think the only other thing I would add, and it just kind of reiterates it all, but it's something I wrote down in my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I put that experiences are priceless and people mm -hmm. are priceless. Um, I mean, you never know where people will take you, 
what you're going to do with them, what they can do for you, what they could buy for you. Like if you Mm want to keep it monetary, I think (laughs) truly, like you have said, people and connections are just so much more than everything. They're almost like you had just said, it's kind of top priority. I feel as you kind of mature. I mean, obviously money's important because of capitalism and whatever, and that's obviously a different conversation for a different time, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I mean, in the end, it makes me think of the quote, like money can't buy you happiness. And Mm -hmm. is that true? Not a hundred percent. Cause I would love, I know some money, some like, like a million dollars would make you so happy right now. Yeah. But I think about the things that would make that million dollars or whatever gift I just got worth, worth it. It would be I don't know, buying a private plane and taking my friends with me or taking my mom or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or having buying the bag to like show people and then be excited. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's not, not everything's about money. And that's kind of something that I'm just learning as you grow older and experience more things and once you put your priorities in line. Yeah, we, me and Caleb talk about this a lot. We were having a long conversation about the other day about priorities and how our priorities are always shifting and how mine has been for a long time really focused on business and money and growing all of that. And now I'm like, okay. And there is, and you know, the quote, money doesn't buy you happiness. It's like, I've been on both sides of that where I'm like, oh, well, like money would be really great. I'd be really fucking happy yeah. for money. But I've also been on the side where I remember so distinctly like being in Lincoln like charging my car in like a Hy-Vee parking lot one night, like feeling like I had nobody to talk to and like nothing to do. And, and we were probably texting, but you were yeah. like in Omaha, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and I was like, I have, you know, I have a YSL bag next to me. I'm wearing Balenciaga's and in my Tesla, like I have X amount of money in my bank account, but I'm still not fulfilled. Right. This comes back to the mm-hmm. conversation we had last week of fulfillment. It's like the people make it worth it. The people exactly. make it actually mean something like, I don't know. I love things like my retreat to the Bahamas and I brought you with like that is that makes it so much fun and like so much more worth it. And it's really those experiences and what you do that changes everything. I don't know. That makes it that makes it matter, really. Mm -hmm. It does. It makes it matter. I like that. Amen. Good note to end that on. Okay. First impressions of each other. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I'll start this off me and Caleb went to the same middle school together we I didn't really know him in seventh grade because we were in different what did they call them parties like teams or or whatever yeah at our school we had a b and c team and I was in c team you were in a Mm -hmm. yeah you were in the lame team I know (laughs) (laughs) I really was but I was in C team and when you were in your teams, you had different teachers. So we, I don't think we had any classes together. I didn't really, didn't really know each other in seventh grade. I think I knew of Caleb just from like, you know, seeing who everybody hangs out with. But in eighth grade, we had a French class together. Ooh, ooh. How cute. We had a couple of classes together, but I remember specifically in French, like uh, we like sat at different tables. We we're like had our backs to each other in the chairs. And I remember one time we were watching a movie in the class, probably in English, because that class was a joke. But probably ratatouille. Oh, probably. <laughs> and we were like making commentary on it like together. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I was like, this Caleb guy is so funny. <laughs> I was like, I love this kid. Like I laughed 
so hard and I remember every day like going to French and being like oh my gosh me and Caleb are like gonna laugh it's gonna be so fun and I thought Caleb was like the coolest and the funniest <laughs> that was my impression of Caleb <laughs> I'm like holding it just busting out <laughs> laughing because when you say I, it now when you no. say it with all those details it makes you feel uh, like a bad person but <laughs> and so that was my impression of Caleb I and so okay so we had that and literally leaving the eighth grade year I was like Caleb's so cool and so funny and like I went to high school we ended up going to the same high school and I don't even think I knew that you were going to North but I don't know I didn't know anybody really was till I got there but I knew I, you were I don't oh, know okay. if you knew I was I don't know but maybe I did. But anyway, so we got to high school and I was like, oh my gosh, like Caleb is here. And I was like, yay. <laughs> and we got to high school together. And he was like friends with some of the girls I was on the cheer squad with that I became friends with. And so I was just like, I don't know, we would be together in the hallway sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's Caleb, you know, like the funny one. And we, I just kind of was like, oh, we're just going to maintain this friendship. And so then it grew and grew and grew. That was my experience. <laughs> Caleb yeah. was a bit different. <laughs> um okay so those friends that I used that I was really good friends with in middle school and high school um in middle school they did not like Michaela and that's for not no on me reason. for, for no, no yeah, reason truly it was for no reason um we never like we never were like talking shit on her or whatever we had other people to talk shit on at the time yeah but just a couple of the girls were like, oh, we don't like her. We don't hang out with her or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, like my group says no. So I say no. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then one day the, the script like flipped and I was like walking and it was in the summer when you guys were doing cheer camp and they were like, oh my gosh, like we love Michaela. Like we're getting so close or whatever, like because mm -hmm. of cheer and like all the stuff they were tell stories. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like that's crazy we're like friends with her now I'm confused like I didn't <laughs> and so I never like disliked you by any means yeah like I never was like against you but I was never with you I was very like neutral mm -hmm. um but so yeah we oh sad yeah womp so we just womp. yeah womp womp so was the friendship a little more one-sided in middle school possibly yes, yes. yeah <laughs> take that as you may viewers but now now we're like here gray. we are so <laughs> the best story and this really goes to show that you can fully live in your own little world and be perfectly happy I had no clue he didn't like me like until he straight up told me he was like yeah I'm also like I didn't like you and it wasn't anything personal it was because of his friend group but I had no fucking clue. So people say you can't just live in your own little bubble. Yes, the fuck you can. And I would have been, I was happy as hell in my bubble. Okay. Thinking that we were friends in the French class, but <laughs> we were just we were just commentary buddies. Yeah. Strictly apparently. Business. Oh man, how sad for me. Um yeah, then me and Caleb had a lot of classes together in high school. We continued thinking French. We would listen to Iggy Azalea in the back of the classroom. 
<laughs> we were so disrupted. Well, we were so, we would literally like, Caleb would have the music on his phone. We would like share a headphone set in the back and like yeah. do our homework. We'd be sitting yeah. there rapping work by Iggy Azalea. Don't literally. And, <laughs> and I know we were bad. Like, I just oh, know we Mr. Were. West hated us. I don't know why he didn't call us out more. Mm. I he would have hated me. Year, but, but he loved me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that was our first impressions. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're really good friends. We went through high school and we like had French classes together. And then I became friends with those girls in middle school. Even those girls, they weren't in my team. So we had just never interacted, just different friend groups. So I don't know. It's just middle school penny drama. But then we became friends and it was fine. And me and Caleb would hang out and we started going to the gym together a lot. Um, yeah, and then we bonded over our family traumas, and here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Okay, yes. what's next on our list? What have you learned about spirituality from one another? Um, yeah, so what I've learned spiritually from you is, like, a lot. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I always knew about like zodiac signs and tarot and kind of like the occult I was always kind of into stuff like that I love the horror film genre if that tells you anything <laughs> um but I think you really helped me explore kind of the world of spirituality a little more I mean I know we both grew up you know catholic slash christian or whatever mm -hmm. and for me personally it just never really resonated with me yeah and so I, throughout high school, really, and part of college, I kind of was just, like, completely fine with there possibly being nothing. I just yeah. was kind of like, you know, there's no proof, like, just, I'm chilling, just living my mm -hmm. life. Like, I just, I don't know, I didn't really care. I didn't make, like, spirituality, right. like, a priority in my life. Mm -hmm. But I think just watching you grow, and I feel like, like, helping each other grow spiritually. yeah. I feel like there's just you've really helped me like kind of open my mind like to what is possible and to what helped me like decipher what I really believe in because mm -hmm. especially like since we're ingrained with certain beliefs so young it, yeah it takes some work to undo those but if you want to undo them but it's also kind of amazing to like continue on that self journey of like who you are and like what do I believe in mm -hmm. like things like that and you've really helped me obviously branch out into that and figure out what I like and what I resonate with and all those things um and I think two of the biggest things spirituality wise is that you've kind of helped me solidify is and they kind of go together but it's like trust like just trust mm -hmm. as well as everything happening in divine timing Mm -hmm. I think those are two things that are just so important regardless of what you believe in I think those are kind of two things that any religion or spirituality or um, can really relate to you know you trust in what you believe as the creator the source of the universe etc right you know I mean I think those are just things that can be taken away regardless mm -hmm. and that's something that you've definitely helped me help me learn and obviously there's a bunch more, but yeah, our whole lives. We have so yeah. many things now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, and it's so interesting. It's like, 
once we have those moments where we're like, okay, I don't really like resonate with the religion I kind of grew up with. It's like, well, what do I do now? I guess like nothing. Mm-hmm. We kind of don't know. And that's where I was at too. I was like, well, I guess we're just chilling on our own and you know, whatever. And I think for us, we're so used to being independent that we're like, mm-hmm. well, we just, we've got ourselves like the fuck do I need like a god man for like I can just focus on me and so it's really easy for us to just like have those those atheist moments we're just like we're like okay it's just whatever Mm -hmm. um but it does feel way better to have you know the universe by your side and understand a little bit more about the context of the universe and have that trust because I feel like with a lot of the work we've done, I've done around spirituality, it's like, okay, I define my magic and that's always my how, right? It's like, it's such an easy way to take away the how in, in the manifestation process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really good. I think something I've learned from you spiritually is oh. two things. Yeah, well, I guess one's maybe not as much spiritual, but one really, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this, one really big thing is like, has to do with emotions. I, (laughs) you know, I don't, I'm not automatically programmed to be a feelings person. I'm a Capricorn. Like I'm also a Gemini rising. So it's like all over the place. So we just switch personalities when we want to. And then like (laughs) Leo moon. So especially with the Leo moon, I'm like, I want to look like I have my shit together all the time. So for me, it's very easy to like bypass my emotions but Caleb's a double Scorpio and y'all emotional as fuck. So I, I have like a, too much Scorpio, my Mercury yeah. Scorpio too. The only thing not in like those top four is my rising, which is a Taurus. Yeah. And like that, mm-hmm. it's just too much Scorpion around these. This it's hard a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So you really taught me emotions. And I think with that, so like how that teaches me more about spirituality, it's like, you develop so much more spiritually when you are in touch with your emotions, because that's where like my concept of hyper self-awareness comes in. It's like, you can't be hyper self-aware if you don't know what's going on emotionally, if you can't like really feel into your feelings. And that's why something I avoided it's painful. Um, but yeah, if you're like, you have to feel things. It's funny because how you said earlier, one of the big things I taught you is like how to like be loved, how to receive love. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can't even receive my own damn emotions or I could for so long. It's so funny how we like basically taught each other that just in different form. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then I guess this one isn't as much spiritual, but more like a mindset thing of like, so when I, when I first came back from my study abroad trip, obviously I was like a lot more positive. I always say like a whole brand new bitch. Um, and to my friends, I was very, I don't know. And you can say if you felt this way or not, but to some of my friends, I was very like annoyingly positive, like, cause it was so, such a shift from how I was before that was like very over the top. And I, and you know, some of my friends fell out of my life and some of them, I don't know, grew with me, but you were like one of my friends who really showed me that people can grow and shift with you. Because for me, when I was going on my spiritual journey, even before I came out of like the spiritual closet, I was really afraid that people wouldn't accept it. And like, I knew I was psychic for a long time, but I never brought it up because I was really scared about like, oh, are people going to think it's a joke or are they going to laugh at me or whatever? Yeah. But every step of the way, I'm like, oh my God, I did this. And you're like, oh my God, I want to do it. Let's do it. I'm like, oh, but I just found <laughs> out about this. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to do it. Or, you know, it's just like, you always will go with me. And I never, 
I was afraid that that would never happen for me. So it was like, um, you got to prove that wrong for me, which was obviously amazing. And yeah, I mean, me and Caleb basically share the same brain. If you were to spend like a day with us, you'd mm. probably be scared. Um, so <laughs> we're very, very similar. But I think that happens because we're so spiritually in tune at the same level and with each other to where it was like, I can make one thing and you'll just say it. Because <laughs> like, we've gone <laughs> yeah. on this journey together. So. Mm-hmm. That's been something that's really special for me because it's like, we have all these ideas and stories of like how things work and how people work. And I just never expected somebody to like go on, just be so open and willing to learn. And it didn't happen right away. Like I remember our fr- our horrific France trip and I'm, every five minutes, I'm like, it's all Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the lost luggage one for sure. Fuck. But I just remember every, you know, everything would happen. I'd be like, it's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. Um, it's fine. It's all working out. Like, it's going to be okay. And you're like, I literally want to kill myself right now. I'm going to jump out this plane. Uh, oh, we missed the train. I'm going to jump in front of this bus. We're yeah, stranded in the middle I was of seeding. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember. What a trip. Have, but that trip was like definitely your breakthrough moment for sure. Because after that, everything changed. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening to this, like, I, for some like timeline context, I had my study abroad in the summer. I came back in August and it was December that we took that trip. So it was like a couple of months of me seemingly being like annoyingly positive and everybody integrating and me integrating with everybody of like how I was my new self with the, her trip that was a hot fucking mess and Caleb being forced to deal with me 24 seven and my positivity. <laughs> and then after that was like started, picked off really like your big transformation as well. So didn't happen overnight, but you showed me that that like your friends can go along the journey with you. Love that. Yeah, hundred percent. I've enjoyed. It's been nice, like having someone to help lead me and or not lead, but guide. Maybe is a yeah. better word. You're not like right. my cult leader, <laughs> but. <laughs> Aww, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's been great, and I 100% agree that that France trip was definitely one of my all-time lows, and once you're at your all-time low, you just, you really can't go lower, so you might you as well can't. just go up. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are like, what trip are they talking about? I actually have a whole podcast episode on it. It's probably like the fifth one, or like, it's really far down, but just look up that Yeah. That's bad. Long story short, neither of us had luggage. I wore the same clothes for like a week. Disgusting. It was like two weeks. It was like, yeah, because my luggage was constantly lost. Um, We almost missed our connection to every single flight. I broke my ankle in a nightclub. Um, I got groped in the nightclub. And then we had to walk like two miles home. Yeah, walk like two miles home. I broke an ankle. Um, Cobblestone streets, so not an easy walk. What yeah, else? Uphill. We missed the train. We got yelled at on a bus. Um, yeah, I mean, we had to pick up our luggage in like bumfuck nowhere. We got stranded. It was, we ate like one baguette a day. It, this oh, yeah, we were we, skinny legends. We were really skinny by the end of that trip. We mm-hmm. stayed in a hostel the last part of our trip and we didn't have towels. So we had to buy hand towels at a local oh, store. Yeah. We dried ourselves with hand towels, bro. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we really couldn't buy a full towel. Why did nope. we do that? 
<laughs> not on my scooter salary. No, nope. <laughs> back when we were poor. Yeah, so that was that trip. But it was definitely a breakthrough moment for Caleb because it was like literally every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong. And here oh, I yeah. am like post-transformation. I'm like, it's working now. It's okay. Like, this is going to be a great story. And Caleb's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, this is so awful. <laughs> I would sit there. I remember specifically the moment where it really hit me was when we accidentally went to the wrong train station and we like missed that train. And I remember sitting there because we were just like, what do we do now? Yeah. And I just remember sitting there on my phone. I'm just like scrolling on something and I'm just like trying not to like explode and like not even explode at you, just like at the yeah. situation. Like I'm literally yeah. sitting there trying to like not have a mental breakdown. And you're like, can you take a picture of me underneath the snow globe? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. It's fine. Let's go. And then... Yes, I know the exact photo too. Yeah. And I don't know. Things aren't always as bad as they will are, or whatever. <laughs> as we make them seem, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they might be bad in the moment, but it goes back to your to your idea of it's never you're not having like a bad day or having a bad moment. And in yeah. that case, it was just us having a bad week and a half instead mm-hmm. of, but Lots like bad not moments. a bad, but not a bad month. You know, it yeah. wasn't a bad month. It was just a bad week and a half. Yeah. It was uh, trials and tribulation for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then I got really sick. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I got like yeah. deathly ill. I couldn't leave the bed for like a whole day. Yeah, it was an interesting trip, but like I will say, like that kicked off Caleb's transformation, which was really cool because everything just changed after that. And like we both used to be super negative, and like getting to watch you shift after that and just like the following months was really cool. It was also during the time when you were like dumping your toxic friends. Oh, yeah. And so that was like your purge time. And it goes back to what you're saying at the beginning of the episode, just like focusing on you, who you are, and like your value came after mm-hmm. that, which is all like really cool. That's the fun part of like doing this with a friend. It's like we get to watch each other's transformations. And especially like we've known each other for like 10 years. So it's been like we've seen like all of it, you know? Yeah. It's so fascinating. And and I would say to anybody listening, it's like you have to take the chance on your friends and be willing to see if they're open to it. Right. And it's like, somebody actually asked like tips on like breaking the ice with your non-spiritual friends. And for me, I never really forced anything onto any of my friends. I would just talk about things as I was interested. I would be overly positive, but that's just because I was just being myself. And it's like the way you kind of break the ice with them is just like continuing to be yourself and like continuing to talk about the things you're learning and you're interested in. Because I remember when I got into like, to pick a card reading. So I'd be like, oh my gosh, you guys, like there are these readings online. We should watch them. And now we like are obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just have to have that five minutes of courage to say something to one of your friends and see how they react. If they're not into it, they're not into it. But you have to give your friends that opportunity to make the decision for themselves as well. Because if I had never talked about anything spiritual with you, it's like, I don't even know like where you would be, where we would be now. It's like, I wouldn't yeah. even have given you the opportunity to go on that journey with me. And I think a lot of people probably miss out on that because they just immediately write off, oh, their friends, they're not spiritual. Oh, they're not like on the same level with their development. But it's like, what if they, what if they want to be? What if they're just too mm-hmm. scared to ask or, you know, too scared to Or they don't to, even like, know where to question. start. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, for me, breaking the ice with non-spiritual friends 
it was all about just like being myself, continuing to show up and have those conversations, even when they were scary. Like, and another thing I used to do a lot, and I've talked about this in an episode before, because I would like trickle things in, like the carvings I would trickle in and they'd be like psychic predictions I would trickle in or and things like that. And then I'd be like, oh, by the way, like, oh, look, there are these things called the, the clairs and like being psychic and like, oh, well, I think this is really cool. And I'd be like one day, like, yeah, I'm psychic and this, this, this and that way. And most people just had questions, right? So it's like trickle in things, talk about them as you're interested and let them decide if they want a piece in it. So that's worked really well for us, obviously. And, yeah. and now we're just like all in every single thing. We just like go, I do something and then we're like, okay, well now we have to do it together. We do breath work all the time. Caleb has all of his tarot decks and yeah. Oracle cards and journals and everything. Um, also, this is not something people ask, but I think would be interesting to know. What would be your number one journal prompt to give the listeners? Ooh. Mm-hmm. number one journal prompt yeah like your favorite mm-hmm. one the one that like would facilitate has facilitated maybe the most transformation for you anything um let's see I think two two come to mind um I think one that's helped not necessarily with spirituality or anything but more with life mm-hmm. is and I know you I know you've talked about it all the time but ones that I've really enjoyed was writing um like god what are they called like forgiveness letters or oh yeah sometimes they can turn into like anger letters or Mm -hmm. like I hate you letters or however you want to do it you know like I think they're just such a great way for someone like me who is has like more emotions than like the next three or four people around me like I it is just such a great way for me to just get out everything that I need to get out like and feel my feels and then and I've had to write like more than one on the people that have done it or the situations that have you know dug into me but it's you know and especially sometimes you think like oh like I've moved on from this situation and then sometimes those feelings come back up and you're like okay like now I'm gonna write another one and like Mm -hmm. think about what kept up like what can I continue to learn from this situation um, I just I think those are super helpful really like easy you kind of just let your hand write in your mind go mm-hmm. um, I think another one that and I've never done one specifically to this but it's just what came to mind when you brought up the question was um, kind of like how are you holding yourself back I think that is just something mm-hmm. that I have like learned through life is that I was my number one enemy like a hundred percent just like we've said being so negative not being courageous enough to go for opportunities or to talk to people or to do Mm -hmm. those things to do you know whatever it is you want to do I think just really sitting there and thinking like in what ways am I stopping myself from being better and like working towards like what in what aspects of my life do I want to be better and like what's stopping me from doing that and make it more toned towards yourself and not towards like outside resources like let's say Mm -hmm. you know let's switch it back to friends like like what's stopping me from getting more friends don't be like oh like those people don't want to talk to me or I don't have time to hang out with people or whatever bring it towards Mm -hmm. like what is stopping me from making friends like am I not comfortable enough with myself do I not feel like I'm conversational enough do I not feel like people will like me because in the end it's essentially finding the stem like the root of the problem and I think 
it's so easy to blame others for everything. But I think part of maturing and a part of spiritual growth is understanding that you are the one that is in control of your life. And if Mm -hmm. you want something or, you know, you like you want something or you have this goal, like you are the one that's stopping it from happening. Mm -hmm. And I think prompts like that would really help show that you almost can't blame anyone else but yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's super valuable. Cause it's like, and also not the excuses, finding the actual stem is super important because mm-hmm. the excuses are just covering up the stem. So you can start there, but you always have to go deeper. It's like, okay, not making friends. I want to call it more friends. Why am I not making friends? Oh, like I don't have time. There's quarantine, there's this, there's that. And it's like, and I have to travel and to work. And it's like, okay, well, okay. So then like, why is all that standing in the way? And it's like, oh, well, I'm just like busying myself with work because I don't have friends. So it's like, okay, well, that's an excuse. And I don't have time. Okay. But you just sat on TikTok for four hours. So you do have time. And it's like, all yeah. of these things. And it's like, oh, well, quarantine, but okay, we can like just like go outside and go to the fucking beach and like all this stuff. There's always something deeper. And we always have to dig into that. So, that's super valuable. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. It's like, how do you hold yourself back in different areas? And it's like, we do this subconsciously in every area all the time. So when you're looking to level up, that's such a good thing to do and be like, what habits are, do you have right now that aren't contributing to your success? And the reason why we do them is to stay in our comfort zone, but like, what's the fucking fun in that? Like, Ugh, yuck. So I think that's really good. And then on the forgiveness letter thing, I talk about this a lot with my clients and we do this at my retreats and stuff. But oh, if you guys don't know what a forgiveness letter is, you basically write a letter to it can be yourself, a person or an experience that has happened in your life that has damaged you, traumatized you, just made you angry, triggered you, made you sad. And you are writing it to them, yourself, the situation to forgive it. And I always tell people like use the first chunk of it to like get mad, right? And you're like, fuck you, you Mm -hmm. fucked me over. Why would you do this? Like get that anger out because that energy is sitting in your body and you need to clear it out. So it's like, get all that out. And then after that, I like to find the lesson in it. Be like, okay, I cussed them out. feels good. Got all the energy out. What did I actually learn from this experience? Because we grow through everything we go through. So it's like, I made us stronger. I made us learn these lessons. You find your lessons and then you forgive them and you send it off. And one thing I like that you said is like, you've had to write multiple, to like the same people in the same situation. I'm the exact same way. I've had to write so many to my dad, so many different experiences. And it's like, there's no shame in that. You're just clearing and you're clearing and you're clearing. And eventually it's not going to have a trigger anymore. A hundred percent. Let's get rid of those triggers. 2020. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. I love those journal prompts. So you write yourself some forgiveness letters and how are you holding yourself back? Beautiful. Okay. The last thing I really want to talk about while we're on here is why Caleb is my good luck charm. <laughs> well, this is like an ongoing joke we have, but like not actually a joke that we always say when Caleb comes to visit because Caleb comes here a lot more than I go to Nebraska because like, why the fuck would I go back to Nebraska? It's a much more of a vacation when Caleb comes here. Um, Whenever he's here, there's like magic that happens. Things just become easy. Things fall into place. I don't know. We just, good things just happen. So we have this joke, but Caleb's my good luck charm. And I was actually thinking about this after the last time he came, I was having a conversation. I'm like, 
why is it that when Caleb comes, things fall into place and things are easy and I make a lot of money and everything is so good. And the reasons why is because I'm being fully me. And we have had this conversation, I think like last week about this, but um, when we're together, we're like really crackheads. <laughs> like, so, like we should be in a psych ward. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if, it's, if it's people saw scary. us, like it's not okay. Like there what? Was like a We're not good. Yeah, for forty-eight hours with us, it would be like. Yeah, we would trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd they, be like, I don't understand the English you're speaking, the noises, the French. the, the Franglish, yep. the, the movements. Um, yeah, so we are just like <laughs> level ten crackhead energy when we're together, and one we have lived together before um two we've known each other for a very long time we have grown together and like Caleb's my closest friend so it's like there's just like there's nothing to hide there's no facade to put on when you like mm-hmm. fully know somebody that well so we just act our full and crazy selves and this is why he's my good luck charm is because when I'm around him I'm like just like fully fucking crazy you know <laughs> and so I just think that's such an interesting conversation for us to have is like being fully you. And that goes back to the whole friends thing of like being comfortable with being yourself, right? It's like, I don't know. It's interesting how we observe our energy when we spend a lot of time alone or obviously I spend a lot of time with my boyfriend versus like your friends that you're really, really close with and the differentiation there. Cause it's like when we're together, obviously everything flows and it's a lot of fun and it's really crazy. And it's like, okay, well, how can I bring that into my everyday life when you do go back home? And it's probably, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's like, then you go back to like nursing and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's as much fun as hanging out here, but yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? Um, My thoughts on it would be I think that it just allows us, like when we're together and we truly are just our 100% just idiotic selves, that I think it almost, we're just open. Like we're Mm -hmm. open with each other. We're open to the universe. I feel like we're just aligned. We're there for downloads. We're there for money receipts. I mean, like when I was there and you like launched your new program last time, like we were literally raking up the people. Like we were like, it was was like, oh, we got 20. And then bam, we were like at 75. Like the next thing I know, I'm just like, dude, like we, like we were killing it. And what, and like, we were really just having like a good time. Like we were truly just doing our thing and like, sometimes putting all of that energy is almost detrimental because that allows like putting in so much energy towards your goals it almost allows for I feel like more negative self-talk on yourself more pressure pressure yeah that's a great way to put it more pressure and so but when it's like just us and we're just chilling like Mm -hmm. we're just vibing it's just easy like you said I almost think this I'm going to make a weird connection. So let me know if I connect this properly. And if you guys (laughs) even understand what I'm saying. But so you know how with children, like younger kids, they say, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, (laughs) is right. But with children, they say that they are more susceptible to like ghost encounters or aliens or things like that it's because kids don't have the pressure they don't have the ego Mm -hmm. they don't have the blocks and the walls and the barricades 
they're truly just open and I feel like that's what it's like with us yeah we are, when we're together we're open we're almost childlike in the yeah. sense of we are <laughs> yes. in more ways than one like we're truly yeah. just we're I feel I don't I keep saying the same word but like open mm-hmm. I feel like it's the best mm-hmm. way like my heart's open my brain's open like my chakras are open it's all right we're really just being our true selves and you can't yeah. do that around everyone like and that's right. the fact of the matter and you know it's kind of realistic as much as you wish you could and it's not like you're necessarily dimming yourself and because you right. shouldn't but it's just different with us I don't know mm-hmm. so we're just crazy we just crazy yeah I like that the idea that we're just open it's like when you aren't putting up a wall when you're not putting on a facade when you're not trying to act cooler than you are you're just being yourself like of course you're going to be open and in that mode of least resistance because Mm -hmm. there there's no resistance to be had it's like here is somebody that knows you as well as you know yourself and that like matches your energy so like of course all this it's just gonna like flow and you can be that for yourself and like we were talking about like you have to be that for yourself first so then you can attract those friends that will also be that for you and another thing you pointed out like when I was launching my program what he's talking about is the seven days to the Mondays program we had like 120 people end up signing up it was crazy it was amazing we were just like having fun we were like going to the beach I had to work like two of my two hours a day we like go to the pool we went to Palm Springs it was like when you live your life and you're having fun, you're around people you love, it's like all of that just pours energy into you. When you're mm-hmm. having fun, you're a magnet to all the things because the universe is going to give you more things and more people and more resources and experiences where you feel like you are, again, having more fun. It's like basic law of attraction. A hundred percent. That's so true. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. So the point is that this is evil of you because that's what's going to make you the most open. And I think it's then, and like if you um, own a business or you're doing something online, a lot of people get caught up and like they don't make as much money because they're not being their full selves. And they're like trying to put on this facade that they're at this certain level or they're like cool or like, I don't know. People will like, buy and this is a big thing for bloggers that I've heard they like buy a bunch of clothes from Nordstrom for all these photos and then they they don't keep it they just return it um oh and so yeah they're just like buying all these clothes and I, I get it because they take a lot of photos but it's like is that really like does that feel authentic and true for you or are you just putting on this facade that you like have all these things and can keep up with the industry yeah. it's like or it's like those girls that um did that like set for the private jet do you know what I'm talking about they took the pictures Mm -hmm. on like a movie set or whatever and they were like on a private jet but like it was actually just on ground zero (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what Caleb's talking about here in LA there's a photo studio where you can go and take a bunch of photos they have tons of different rooms and they just added a new room it's like a two-part room it's half outdoors half indoors and the outdoors one you can rent like luxury cars and take photos with them and the indoor room is a private jet the inside of a private jet so there's been some people online who will take photos there and make it look like they're on a jet but it's really just a photo studio so it's like that's not authentically you and i've looked at this studio and fuck yeah i would go there and take photos but you guys would know it's not a jet also, if it was a jet, I'd be taking a goddamn video, bitch. So you would know. But <laughs> Take it would off be and really landing. exactly. I think stuff like that is 
when people, it draws a line between fake it till you make it, right? So it's like, oh, I would go there and I would take photos and I, I would tell people, I would show a video of the studio. I'd be like, look at this dope setup. And you could take pictures and that would be a really cool way to visualize like being on a private jet and like the act as if vibe was like, oh my gosh, this is what it'll be like. This is kind of like what it'll look like and letting that really empower you versus going there and pretending that you're something you're not. Because what that ends up doing is like creates these walls that you're that this pressure. It's like, you're not there yet, but you're showing all these people you are. And so it's pressuring you to be there. And that just makes it completely out of alignment. Yeah. It makes it so much harder for you to easily flow through to mm-hmm. where you're going to go. Yeah. And this all comes back to what I was saying earlier, that the big thing I've learned from you is like processing your emotions and doing the emotional side of things. It's like, it's so easy to like the fake it till you make it thing and pretend you're something you're not when you're not in touch with your emotions. You can just put on this facade that you're always okay. But the more you're open and you're honest, the more you are being you and the more people can actually connect with you. And it's like, you have to be honest with yourself. If you're just lying to yourself about all these things, how are you going to be open? Like, of course, you're not going to receive things that you want because do you actually even really want them or is it an ego-based thing? So when we're together, it's like, like we said, it's just so open that obviously we're clear channels to get the things that we want because like, duh, like we're clear on what we want and it's coming from a place of like love and service and not ego and like trying to look a certain way or be a certain way. Exactly. Period. So- Period. That's the sum of all of all of the friend things, all the friend things, wow. all the Caleb, not all the Caleb things. There's many layers to that, but yeah, I'll come <laughs> wow. back. Yeah, we'll have to do another episode. Uh, anything you want to tell the people before we go? Any last minute things they need to know? Um, eat your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> um, I think. If you want a little Caleb's Corner advice. Oh, I like that. Caleb's Corner. Caleb's Corner. Um, I, th- I would say just truly just be you. Like, just try your hardest to, like, put down your masks. That is just so, it's so important to being fulfilled in your life. And I'm still working on it. I do not we want to come are, across yeah. as some expert. Like, I have certain friendships where, like Michaela, where I can be so goofy, and then others where I feel like I have to act a little differently, and I'm still working on opening up fully and showing those people that I am a little different, mm-hmm. and, like, and I haven't even touched on, like, spirituality and stuff with them yet, but, I mean, and it comes with time, but just don't be afraid maybe that's it don't be afraid (laughs) don't be afraid period just I don't know just be yourself and if people aren't supposed to be in your life then they won't be in your life anymore Mm -hmm. I have learned that lesson time and time again Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah if they're not supposed to be in your life then they won't be there and if they are still here with you then they're supposed to be there and you still have either enjoyment or lessons to have from them Mm-hmm. yeah amen what a good amen. way to sum it up and and like you said like we and I'm still working on fulfillment all the time and like maxing out my friendships and and it's interesting we're having this conversation about being full of you but I think for both of us it's been one of our biggest life lessons like individually mm-hmm. it's like learning for us learning how to be fully us because 
and we've been so independent just because of family things for so long. It was like, we just kind of, I don't know, it was like survival mode for a very long time. And there's only so much for you that can develop when you're just in survival mode. So it's funny that we're here like talking on it, teaching on it when it's been like some of our biggest lessons, but that's why we can talk about it because we've gone through, you know, our layers, but it always gets to evolve, you know, at the same time, it never ends. It never ends. You're always growing and getting bigger and better, baby. Mm-hmm. Amen. And never, the spiritual work never, ever ends. And that's, that's something you don't tell you. You're in your <laughs> life, bitch. Yeah. That's mad annoying. <laughs> Truly. Yes. Well, Caleb, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you for, for having yourself. me. Yeah, of course. Hope I to be back again. Time. Yeah. yeah I'd love to have you on again. People are always so curious about like conversations I have. And that was always something I wondered when I was going through my journey, I was like, what are these like really successful people talk about with their friends? Right. Because especially coming from high school and how we used to be, it was like a lot mm. of there was gossip and we would complain and it was just really negative to like, okay, so people who aren't complaining being negative, what are the things they talk about? And really everything we've discussed here are things that we talk about on a daily, a weekly basis, oh, yeah. daily basis when you're here, this is like a normal conversation. Like, don't, don't worry. We're definitely still like crackheads and like, uh, are super obnoxious but these are like some <laughs> of the serious conversations we have as well so i hope you guys got some good insight um caleb would share where to hang with him online but he doesn't do anything online so oh yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not a big social media but um <laughs> i like tiktok though you can add me on tiktok i don't make tiktoks but you don't have any tiktok <laughs> <laughs> all right but i send good ones so don't even he does, he does send good ones we have Lots and lots of TikToks in our thread. But you guys will find <laughs> Caleb on my Instagram whenever he's here, which is basically once a month. So thank you for coming on. I'm sure the people Absolutely. loved this um, and will love you even more, of course. So amazing. Oh. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another week of the MMM podcast. Hang out with me and Caleb today. Um, don't forget to take a screenshot that you are listening. Post on your IG story. Share it with the peeps. Tag me at the Michaela J. And I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.